Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Tonight here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, NFL Combine Week. Let's talk football. Earlier today, Ryan Poles spoke to the media down in Indianapolis. Matt Eberflus also spoke to the media. And uh, Ryan Poles was on Waddle and Sylvie today as well. Check that out on the ESPN Chicago app on the Waddle and Sylvie podcast page. But, Abdal, as we get things started with Ryan Poles and what we heard and saw from Indy down at the Combine today, essentially, let's start with the things that we know. Uh, we know that the Bears would like this quarterback situation uh, solved in, in some timely fashion. He would like an answer to what they're going to do in the future at quarterback. He'd like that as soon as possible. Uh, we also know that he has told and talked to Justin Fields' camp about this situation, about what's going on. They've been uh, communicating the entire time, and that it's hard for a quarterback in, in Justin Fields' situation. He doesn't want to leave him in a gray area. But he has had communication with Justin Fields' camp and his mm. people. Mm. Uh, what else did we find out from Ryan Poles? Because essentially, outside of that, he didn't really give us any specifics in what he said today. Not that we were expecting specifics, but he kind of let us in on, on the whole process that the Bears are currently in with their quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, aside from the quarterback situation, he did let us know that they're working on a deal with Jalen Johnson and they don't want to use the franchise tag on him, which would you would assume... Would, ha- would mean a deal would get done in the next few days because the franchise tag has to be applied by the beginning of next week. So you would think that within a week, we would get news on a, an extension for Jalen Johnson. So that's the other sort of news out of it. But other than that, he was pretty coy about what they were going to do every time he would a- be asked a question about Caleb Williams or a quarterback in this draft. He would end it by saying, "Or if we, or if Justin is still on this football team." You know, like every time he said something, it was, "Yeah, but also Justin could still be here." You know, like it wasn't deliberate to say that Justin would still be here, but he was just kind of covering all the bases to make sure that, you know, no feelings were hurt or anything like that. For a new general manager, Ryan Poles is very good at this. Uh, he answers questions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give away too much. And he he is a bit coy at times, but respectfully, he answers the questions. He's not just being coy to not answer the reporter questions. Uh, We had a chance last spring to talk to Ryan Poles. We had him on the show. We asked questions that may have not had easy answers to, and he found a way to give us pleasant answers. Yeah. Are they answers that gave away too much? Not necessarily. It just kind of, he knows how to handle these situations. And as a Bears fan, I know that speaking to the media and speaking to the fan base through the media doesn't equate to victories on the field. But when watching Ryan Poles today, the one thing I kept thinking about as I watched him answer the questions, some questions were easy to answer. Some, there's some gray area, tough conversations to be had with players and the current quarterback. He's confident. Yeah. The GM is confident, and he is confident in relaying his message not only to his players, but also to the fan base through the media. Mm -hmm. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. It's fascinating to me because 
if we just go back one regime before, Ryan Pace never seemed confident and in control. Mm-mm. He always seemed a bit bumbling, a bit of uh, like he's trying to put on to, to make sure we all liked him, to make sure the fan base liked him. It just seemed a little forced. Where Ryan Poles seems in control, cool, collected, giving uh, his thoughts, answering questions when he can, keeping back information in other spots, just a very confident GM. Now, the end of the day, it's all about how many wins do the Bears get, how many championships they can find, all this stuff, right? Like, that's the true mark on whether or not the fan base will be happy. But just watching polls answer the questions earlier today, it, it, it makes me feel confident that they're going to nail and hit on this pick and they're going to solve this quarterback situation going forward. I just I sense confidence from the group. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to necessarily uh, hit with whatever they do, but it seems to me like Ryan Poles is carrying himself in a way, one, he knows what he's going to do. You know, he knows exactly what he's going to do. I believe it's trade Justin Fields and draft a quarterback at number one. I'm sure they have someone in mind. I'm sure they already have a ranking. Um, but I don't, it could end up being Drake May. It could end up being Caleb Williams, whoever it is, right? But I think they know what they're doing at the quarterback position. And I think it's also someone who is secure in that decision, meaning that this decision will not necessarily affect his job status in year one. Right. That if they draft a quarterback in Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, that they know that this is a building process. And he knows he's carrying himself as someone who knows that he controls the draft and knows that his decision and the way he's built this team is that they're doing the right doing it the right way and building on those seven wins, and he's confident that this team is going to make his job secure. He's not making decisions where he's trying to save his job, where it seemed like Ryan Pace was trying to make decisions to try to save his job because he kind of knew he screwed up the quarterback position. It's the same confidence and level of, I guess, the, the vibe that they put out during training camp last year. This team was not expecting to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the first month of last season was so shocking up there was because that 0-4 start was not expected. I don't know if they necessarily thought they were going to be a playoff team, but I think they thought they would be right around where they ended up. Now, you and I have debated, and, and I think it's, it's always valid when we get to these conversations, especially with Bears fans. If you say and project that the team's going to be 7-10, and 10, how do you think those 10 losses were going to look? You know, like no one has pretty sexy hot losses in the NFL. Every loss in the NFL, you can you can look and you there's scrutiny that can be applied to it. And you can kind of go through all the decision making to why they get to that point. So if you're a Bears fan and you thought it would be an upgrade, they would get to seven, maybe eight wins or even just six. You know, that means you're losing a lot of games. It's always going to look ugly. I think the problem that the Bears faced early last season is it all happened really at the start. Yeah, you now, start one and five. Now, the end of the six. season was the complete opposite. They turned it on. They, they evened it out where you still had a losing season, seven and ten. But the seven and ten looks a, a lot nicer than it did than perhaps the way it would have felt at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone at the start of the season that will one and five start thought that there were seven wins left on the calendar. 
right? Like, and I think that's where I think they thought this team was better than what it was in training camp heading into the season. And like you said, I think he knows or he feels, believes that when they get this pick in at quarterback, that this team is not going to be taking a step back. Job security is not on the line. This team's going forward. And I think the same for the head coach. Like this is this team is is built to win now, and there's a lot of people who, when we say that, get upset. They call in, they they message us on on the different uh, social media sites. Like, what are you guys talking about? This team's ready to win. Usually, teams that are picking first overall don't have seven wins this season before. Like this team is on the cusp of being a wild card team. They have to get better, no doubt. Yeah, but the defense in the last two months last year, they were playing top five level defense. November and December. If you parlay that out for an entire season, if that's the defense Bears have for next season, this is going to be a wild card team if they get average to decent quarterback play, whoever it's from. Well, yeah, because you assume you add uh, more depth on the defensive line. You add another edge rusher after, you know, Unique Ngakwe went down for for the rest of the year. He's probably not going to be back. So you add another edge rusher to go along with Montez Sweat. You have to upgrade your safety position because Eddie Jackson was released. Your linebackers are set. You probably add a three technique. You're probably going to draft some more depth there. You also have the third most cap space in the NFL. You know, you've got like $80 million to play with. And if they restructure Edmonds' deal, which is being talked about, they'll have about $85 million. They'll have even more money to play with. So you can add a lot of depth. You're going to add more depth to your offensive line. You're going to get a better center for whoever's under center, right, for the quarterback position. You're going to add a wide receiver, whether it's in the draft, in the first round, second round, if you get a second-round pick for Justin Fields, or whether it's in free agency. You're going to improve upon a team that was a seven-win team that turned it on in the second half of the season. Normally... When you see teams start one and four, one and five, two and seven, three and seven, a lot of players just go, mm, "This ain't it, Chief. I got. To, we'll we'll see you next year. We'll figure this out next year." But no, they believe in Matt Eberflus. The defense stuck it out. They got better. They became a top ten defense by the end of the year overall. If you just look at the second half of the season, they were a top five defense in the second half of the season. And then you add in a new quarterback. You add in more weapons. You add in a better offensive line. The offense becomes better. And this team is ready to make a run at the division, probably more likely a wild card spot. Has Ryan Poles communicated with Justin Fields or just his team? We talk about that next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Has Ryan Poles talked to... Justin Fields about the current quarterback situation. Here's Ryan Poles earlier this morning at the Combine talking about his communication with Justin Fields' team. Yeah, so I've always felt, and I told uh, told him this after uh, the season when we had our exit meetings, that you know transparency and communication is, is key in these moments, um, and I told him we will do that. So I've been in contact with his team and, and kind of let him let them know like what we're looking at, um, how things might play out. Um, and that will continue to communicate as we move forward. Again, I understand how uncomfortable that is for him, um, 
But again, like I told him, and he understands, I think he said it the other day too, it's, it's part of this business. It is a unique situation. So, uh, But yeah, I'll continue that communication. So that's Ryan Poles earlier today at the Combine talking about Justin Field and communicating with Justin Field's team. And like, I, I'm definitely reading into this too, too much, right? Like, I'm definitely reading between the lines a little too much. I've expanded the font way too much to read in between these lines in that Ryan Poles is talking to Justin Fields' team and not talking to his current quarterback. Like, every Justin Fields fan that wants to add us on Twitter or call in here says he's still on the team until he's not on the team. Cool. Then why is Ryan Poles not talking to him? Why doesn't he have the playbook? Why did he unfollow the team? Like this is that's not the soundbite that led me that convinces me that they're trading Justin Fields, Chris, but it's another straw on my camel's back, right? It's it's the he unfollowed the team. Yeah. It's that he hasn't talked to Shane Waldron. It's that Shane Waldron didn't use his name. That's probably nothing either. No, isn't it that they haven't seen face? They, they haven't seen each other. But they've they texted. Have, they haven't seen each they other. They haven't talked on the phone. They've texted. Pick <laughs> they've, up the phone and call messaged. your quarterback. Why wouldn't you? The first thing you do is call your quarterback, right? You, you have this, this now this from Ryan Poles that he's talking to the team. This is, these are all just straws on the camel's back that lead me to believe that eventually this back will break and he will be. It's not one thing, right? It's not specifically one thing. Albert Breer, who joins Cap and J Hood every week, was on today and said, Justin Herbert has the playbook from the Chargers. Like, why wouldn't you talk to your quarterback? If you're the offensive coordinator, if you're the head coach, why are we going through a team to say, hey, man, we're going to try to do right by you. We're going to try to figure this out fast enough. Like all of this stuff, it's not one specific thing, right? But everything is in the mix. Everything is in the stew that says they're going to trade Justin Fields. Come on, you know why. You know why. They know. Of course they know. They know, they know. Like they don't have to say anything because also you look at franchise-leading quarterbacks or other franchise-leading quarterbacks just out there hanging in the wind waiting mm-hmm. for a playbook they're they're trying to get the information they're trying to start early they're trying to and i know that coaches can't have contact where they're coaching up but i'm pretty sure that other quarterbacks around the nfl know what systems they're running yeah know what plays they have to study yeah know what they can work on with the receivers in their own in their own free time on vacation when they get together you know, you heard Justin Fields say last last week, saying like EQ St. Brown, you stop him by Florida, you can come by, we can throw. Like that's stuff that he's doing actively with players. Mm-hmm. They know. It, his they know. camp knows. They know what's happening here. He's going to get know. traded. That's why. That's why he doesn't have the information. That's why Pauls has to stay in communication with the team. And not that's him. That's why. That's my point. And is, not him. And that's why I he heard removed- that. It's why he removed the Bears or he's not following the Bears anymore. They know. That's and, why. And that's why when I heard that today, I was like, okay, he's gone. Because that's like the, that's it. When you, when you stop communicating with the player and you're just communicating with the team and he's under con- – like they're not doing a contract negotiation. They're not doing an extension. They're not negotiating anything. All this is is whether you're going to be on the team or not on the team. That's all this is. They have nothing to negotiate. All they can do with him right now is literally flip a switch and pick up the fifth-year option or trade him. There's no communication that needs to be done with a team or with agents or with whatever. 
You're either good with the player or you're not. And right now, it seems like they're not talking. Justin Fields is still posting on social media. He's still out on Instagram. But he unfollowed the Bears and was laughing when he was talking to the St. Brown brothers about it. You know, And he could say whatever he wants to. He wants to be in Chicago. Of course, he probably still wants to be in, be in Chicago. Nobody likes moving. I hate moving. Moving sucks. It doesn't matter for for rich people. Yeah, but still, you still gotta like get together and like you gotta get it, all your stuff it's, together. It's a lot different when, when you hire people to do it for yeah, you. You still gotta worry about them breaking your stuff. You don't have to ask your friends to help yeah. you move when you're yeah. Justin Fields. And then, uh, pizza. Hey, hey, can you help Here's me? Here's a pizza I and got some a beer. Pizza and some beer. Can you help me move? Here, DJ, come help me move. Come, come, come do can this. You pack up my stuff. No, it's not happening. No, of course it's not, but. My point is that you there's no communication that needs to be happening with a team. I don't think you give me enough credit for being a great friend that I don't ask you to help me in all the times that I've moved. Yeah, I, I yeah. I we're, went through in the last eight years, I moved six times. Yeah, That's right, Kevin, Jack, I moved six times in eight years. Yeah, we're adults. And I didn't ask you to help me move yeah. at all. We're adults. I, I should get, would, would he be a big help? Yeah. We helped each other oh, move. No. We that helped each Kevin's other. True. I don't know. Well, how much lifting can you do these we do, days? We, do lift, lift, we lifted our entire what apartment do down two alleys into the next apartment. Like we had to carry all of that stuff. I'm just saying I'm a good friend. I never asked you to help. Yeah. That, that's how you know you have a good friend. Okay. Because someone. How many times asks, have I asked you to help me move? You haven't moved. I hate moving. My, my point <laughs> is that's how you know a bad friend. Asking friends to mm-hmm. help you move. No, no, no. Pay for movers. You're a bad guy. If you're asking your buddies to come help you move, you're a bad guy. You ha- There's a... There's a uh, Beyond the age of like 25. I was just going to say, if you're, if the you're cutoff in the, is 25. If you're in the college years yeah. or like 23 and you're, you're just... You don't really have a bunch of stuff. That's fine. Or you, money. You know, you I get a, it. You have like a, a mat that you put on the ground in your bedroom. It's not even a real bed frame. If you don't have a bed like, frame, you can ask people to help yeah, you move. Yeah, that's, that's the different. rule. That's the that's rule. Different. If you don't have a bed frame, you can ask people to help you move. But if you're a guy going around asking all your friends to help you move, yeah. dude, you suck. No, when I move, I'm not going to ask anybody. I'm going to hire movers. Like and an I will say no. Of if course. You, if you ask me, I will say no. I'm not going to ask you. I will laugh and I will say no. I'm not going to ask you. Didn't Tyler ask uh, Charlie to help him move recently? I believe he did. Isn't Char- is Does it, he have a bed frame? Isn't I don't Tyler know. like 24 or 20, 25? Tyler's like, like 27. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Tyler should should hire some movers next time. Yeah, next time. I, I think Charlie that, was moving. Charlie was moving and he, oh, or, and he asked Tyler to help. But Kevin, oh, okay. see, our listeners know Charlie. Uh, he's built different. He's built different, and uh, he he's yes. Charlie would be the guy asking buddies to move. Charlie's going to be in the college years till thirty five. <laughs> like that's going to be that's going to be the thing. <laughs> he's he's going to be saved by the bell. The college years, yes. the Charlie years. Charlie's going to be living with a new class. It's reverse dog years, is what it is. He's living in reverse dog years. Black and Abdallah will be back in two minutes. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.